The following show contains spoilers for episode 9 of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Welcome back to RNG show. Uh, all my RNG show li- friends. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> we may as well just turn this into like a procedural horror drama at this point. The, the podcast that never gets recorded. Hello again. <laughs> You turn the you, corner. You said that already. You turn the corner, and it's the same exact thing you've seen Hello the last four again. times. Yeah. Zoe's editing this, and she just sees the same exact waveform seventeen times throughout the recording. Hello again. Hello, Hello again. Hello again. Welcome to RNG Show. We're all in a great mood today. Yeah, I'm glad we're having fun for such a terrible episode. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Survivor... this episode of Survivor straight up sucked, not gonna lie. Yeah, so yeah, Survivor uh, Season 42, Episode 9. Uh, I mean, if you're here, you've probably seen it. Uh, it we did warn you. <laughs> yeah, I- interesting you know, episode of Survivor, to be sure. Uh, normally, we kind of like... We'll go through the episode kind of like bit by bit, but there aren't but the too many bits didn't really in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not too much to like, in terms of like content, I guess there's not like too much that, you know, there's the one major thing in the episode that we'll probably spend most of our time here like going over, but it's like immunity challenge in the first like three minutes, and then the immunity challenge takes like less than three minutes, both on the screen and in real time. And then the and rest. Then they go to the just, beaches, and yeah. I I could not really tell you what happened at the beaches because not much. <laughs> yeah, and then like how the episodes tribal council. So yeah, if anything, you know, we can say definitively like the split tribal thing. Every time they've done it, it's like not good. Yeah. Like literally so every bad. time they've done it's it, it's so not good. bad. It's such a terrible twist, and it just is. It's it's just terrible. I hate it. <laughs> tell me how you yeah. really feel. <laughs> I hate it. That's what I'm doing. Is that how I feel? It's awful. Is that how you feel, or is that just the Raspberry Jam talking? Oh my god, it's it's both, dude. The Raspberry Jam is infecting me. It's so deep inside my soul. It's just it's just who I am. Right. So let's go over like the two groups that we have, I guess here. So it's one is like a bunch of dudes, right? It's uh, like Omer, Hi, Rocks, Roy, Mike, and Romeo. And basically, like, super easy vote, let's get rid of Romeo. But, right, uh, they don't want to actually do that. So Romeo, Romeo, interestingly, is, like, freaking out a little bit less, but he's still, like, fighting for himself. So he kind of, like, managed to work out, uh, you know, something in this episode. But really, like, this is just Omer, like, doing all the work. Right. And they're like, yeah, great so... for Omer. Like, Omer, another, like, fantastic showing of, like, social game and strategy to, like, get the info from Romeo, like, make a decision what's going to be best for him long term. Like, let High know, have High do, like, the dirty work of, of yep. talking to Mike. Yep. So, more just, like, really great work with, uh you know, Omer. And they just keep showcasing, like, how good he is at playing the game. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah, you basically covered it, but the thing that we've been worried about with Omar is him, you know, playing too hard at some point, getting caught, you know, people thinking back, being like, oh, these are all Omar's plans. This is, like, a perfect example of the steps, whether intentional or not, that are being taken for that to, like, not occur, because, like you said... Hi being the one to go talk to Mike. Mike, the one who really doesn't want to vote out Roxroy because, like he said in the episode, I gave him my word, we're doing this, like, guy alliance, I don't want to go back on that, that's not, you know, who I am or what I want to do. Having Hi be the one to go to Mike and be like, hey, we're changing the vote, we should change it, here's why, you know, now makes this vote in, like, Mike's head a high vote, not in, not a Omer vote. For sure. Uh, yeah, especially, too, you know, it, it, like, they had talked about, like, the dudes alliance at the beginning of the episode, but it was also part of, like, the, the big, greater alliance, right? Uh had kind of been, like, inserted into that through Drea. So it was, like, kind of going back on, on the big group overall. Um, so pretty, like, interesting decision they made here, but it's like in that way, you know, I, I suppose like the split up twist is successful because it shakes the game up a little bit. Uh, but honestly, I feel like the way this season was going, it didn't really need to be shaken up. Like there was a it pretty really big didn't. alliance that was formed and like eventually it was going to crack. And if it didn't, then like the people who went home were kind of like the ones who were like playing the worst game anyways. So yeah, either way, like, yeah. Okay. But can somebody tell me? Why Roxroy needed to be gotten rid of instead of uh, instead instead of Romeo, who was actively gunning for people? Because Romeo would be more loyal to Omer. Yeah, Roxroy will I... always want to do his own thing and won't really like uh, change his stance for the sake of a better, more productive plan and so that's a lot harder to have in an alliance for somebody like omer and high yeah and they especially didn't want to be locked into like the dudes alliance thing yeah they didn't actually want to be a part of that either yeah fair enough i'm just salty that i picked rock for over tory <laughs> well <laughs> as we, as we you. know <laughs> it, it you know doesn't really matter <laughs> I mean, uh, Tori I mean, earned a lot more points. If you look at the points, thing. it does matter a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So there's the first. I beach. don't know skill issue, I guess. In a, in a nutshell, second beach, we have all the girls and uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. So it's Lindsay, Jonathan, Drea, Tori, and Marianne. And there's kind of like Jonathan's like coming up with a plot here to like either vote Drea out or, like, flush the idol, and he's, like, not really listening to, like, the other plans, especially, it's like, really, from Lindsay. It's really bad, because, yeah, especially with Lindsay. Lindsay's, like, making this really good, like, coherent, intelligent point where she's, like, hitting all the, like, important bits of information. It's like, here's why, you know, we don't really want to do that, because, you know, what if she plays the idol and then Marianne goes home, and then you know, we don't really need to, like, do this plan, or we don't need to, like, hide it or whatever, because, you know, Tori hates uh, Drea, and Drea hates Tori, so, like, you know, they're not even close to each other, we could tell Tori about the plan or whatever, 
um and jonathan is just like being a guy yeah <laughs> and it's just like you're not listening to me you're not no like you're just not you're not listening it's really and, funny when like the really textbook lines start to come out yeah yeah and like i i didn't expect this coming from jonathan who seemed like this very you know like down-to-earth pretty sensitive guy in the same sort of vein as like mike right mm-hmm. um but as soon as he like tried to make any kind of plan he just instantly changed personalities and was like the most stereotypical manly man yeah. talking to a woman and it's just like it's it's really i don't know frustrating to watch yeah, on i think what's all interesting fronts. there is like you know from our perspective like it's such a it's like so different there's so much dissonance between like what we saw from jonathan in this episode versus like what we normally see which is like the very you know, down to earth, like, but athletic and strong, but like emotionally aware, aware person, Mm -hmm. because like when they're editing the episode together, like that's what they're showing us. And this episode, like they could have, they could have like easily just not shown Jonathan, like doing any of those things. So I think it's really interesting though, like the way he's portrayed so negatively here. And you know, I think when it comes to, like, watching these seasons, you kind of have to, like, take everything to account and then also remember that you're being shown, like, very specific conversations or very specific, like, lines within the conversation to kind of, like, build up a character. So I think it's really, I guess, just, like, interesting that they decided to do this with, like, Jonathan's presence on screen. Yeah, I also wish we got to see more of Lindsay because after this conversation between them, it made it very clear that Lindsay like has a really good read on uh, at the very least this like half tribe mm-hmm. um, and some of the relationships, you know, not totally sure uh, if she's as tuned in with like the entirety of the game, but like at the very least she had a really good read and a good feel for what was going on um and had you know very intelligent things to say about it and i'm like i want to see more of this i want to see more of these like you know we always talked about lindsay as being a sort of a question mark not really knowing what was going on with her mm-hmm. um and to have this little bit of like intelligent gameplay i'm like cool i want to see more of that and i'm hoping that we do but yeah i think possible this, we just this don't. episode's interesting and you know obviously we'll get to kind of like the main conversation in this episode is about race but there are still elements of like gender that are like given to us and i think it's interesting yeah. that you know survivor is sort of presenting like you know toxic masculinity kind of like in a way to us um however like the editing of the season like still at least like from my observation is like really heavily favoring um like the men basically and like giving the men like you know bigger like characters or stories versus like Lindsay, who's been like you know around but we like don't know a lot about like lydia had like a cool like first episode and then kind of just like disappeared and stopped being relevant from the story Mm-hmm. drea's like entire story before this episode especially has like been only centered around like her finding advantages and that's pretty much it like tori is essentially like comic relief uh so i just think it's interesting how survivor is kind of like presenting itself as a 
platform of like positive discussion, but it's still like kind of falling in its same like patterns that aren't super like productive. Yeah, it still holds a lot of biases. So I I don't know. It's it's interesting like framing the content of the episode against the like presentation of the season, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, basically like this beach segment is just dedicated to being like look at Jonathan, he's in he's like making the decisions, but like no one really appreciates him for it <laughs> because he's making bad yeah. ones. Yeah. It's uh, not a good play. And then we kind of just like go straight yeah, to tribal. Yeah, tribal was really early. <laughs> well, cuz they had two of them, but still. Yeah, so we start with the boys. The, dudes. <laughs> the guys just men just, being men. Just <laughs> guys being dudes, you know how it is. Yeah, and you know, clear whenever we have these like double tribals, it's always kind of clear like one of them is going to kind of like go quickly and one of them is going to like be the dramatic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we <laughs> definitely have this first one being the one that kind of just like runs through everyone saying their lies about whatever. Um I think Roxroy like definitely got blindsided here. But yeah. I guess that's not really saying a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. I, think, I feel like I he's mean, been our, blindsided. Our, our beach every segment vote. Or, our beach segment earlier was I don't want to vote off Romeo. I want to vote off Roxroy and it was I mean if okay, I guess sure if you want me to. Yeah. I <laughs> I mean it, it's definitely showing like the kind of like game power of Omer still, but I don't know. I think Rockstar was kind of an interesting situation, and um, I definitely understand like why, like the reasons he was voted out here in this context with like Romeo versus uh Rockstroy from like a long game perspective. Uh, like I understand that reasoning. Uh, I'm curious how much longer Rockstar would have like stuck around if they didn't split up the groups tonight if we would have had the same thing because like they were bringing up the all guys alliance at the beginning of the episode i'm curious if romeo still would have been like hey like please keep me in the game let's swap the boat or if they would have wanted to go to somebody like tori or you know something like that i'm just curious how the votes like would have gone if it wasn't the split up double boot yeah i can't imagine it would be that different over the next like two or three the specific order would probably be different but like mm-hmm. it being you know between like Roxroy, tori romeo and like drea um i don't think that would ever really change mm-hmm. uh just the specific you know spe- specific ways the um immunity challenge works out specific ways like uh advantages are played and whatnot might change it but they they you know tori roxroy and romeo were definitely the clearest targets for like just being on the outs and then drea being a target for her advantages that would have all stayed the same right okay well then let's talk about the second tribal council of the episode uh you know everybody walks in is very surprised to see roxroy voted out yeah, so first things first things first. This is another part of the twist that I hate a lot. I really really hate the fact that the second tribe 
finds out who is voted out. Because it feels like every single time this has happened, it has changed how people vote. And I really hate that because it just completely throws out the entire day. Because yeah, it's like, what was the point of the beach segment if, like, yeah, changes? So I just, I hate it. It really, it shouldn't be like that at all. Like, the votes should yeah. happen, and then you should deal with the results of both votes afterwards. And beyond that, there's not really, like, any process for who goes first. Yeah. It just... Now that okay, it was based first. on the challenge, right? It was based on oh, the challenge, If yeah. you won the challenge, oh. then you got to go, second, go second, so you would have that extra information. Ah, uh, my bad. So, yeah, like, there's a mechanic, but, like, it's still largely it, arbitrary. It makes sense in the pre-merge when they do a double boot, and you get to see, like, who the other... Or, like, when you get to sit in on the other tribe's tribal council, because then you get to, like, yeah. learn everything about their dynamics. Versus here, like, all you're getting is just seeing who got voted out. And that's the kind of the thing that's, like, they don't know the context. They don't know if, like, you know, Romeo, like, played his shot in the dark, or if, like, everyone mutinied, or if there was, like a tie or like if they went to rocks right it's like they don't know how they, they did go to rocks they did go to rocks but did they go to, to rocks for rocks exactly so it, yeah i mean i guess i don't really have too much of a problem with this mechanic wise um what they probably should have done is like be more prepared for like anything to happen because it's very clear that like they weren't prepared for something unexpected Right, and that, that's the other side of it. It's like, yes, I understand that as the second tribe, you should be thinking through every single reasonable possible vote, and Roxley should have been a possibility in your head, and you should think of how that affects your decision. But, like, even understanding that, that there should be prep for, like, pretty much every vote, it's still so dumb <laughs> mm -hmm. i still hate it yeah because of essentially what happens right obviously not every split up is going to be as is, is going to lead to as much um as much of a like dramatic shift in the the tribal and the decision but the fact that that can happen and again it only happening the way it happens because there is no context and they have to leap to a um much bigger conclusion uh it just ruins the kind of the integrity of the the tribal and the game mechanics as a whole yeah 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 it's it's kind of interesting how this tribal gets kind of like messy in terms of the 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 dynamics not the dynamics the mechanics alone uh, with, you know, kind of the decision Jeff made, but I think <laughs> normally we would say we'll talk about that later, but there's only so much later in terms of the episode content. Uh, you know, it, it's not really like a surprise or a mystery. A lot of the discussion of Tribal like revolves around race and like both race in the real world and race in Survivor. And I think that like Marianne and Drea bring up like a lot of really like valid and insightful points and mm -hmm. i feel like they were able to present like their information very well and especially like in a better way than i could like hope to like summarize <laughs> but uh 
I think it's really I think it's really good to like have that sort of like information about different experiences like be presented like to us on Survivor. And I know like it's not really what everybody is looking for, but you know, Survivor is kind of like the the microcosm, right, of yeah. like America. So it is like it is a good way to kind of like get the messaging out to people who may not have like gotten the opportunity to learn as much about the, the subject. So I think it's nice kind of the way it was shown to us and like how clearly like personal and emotional it is because it's like hard to escape. (laughs) And I think it's even, even though they kind of, like continued to make Jonathan look bad here. I think what's nice about the way he was presented is that by viewing that and viewing the reactions of the people who were there, we can learn from that and see like what the thing, like what the wrong things to say are. And like when we see Jonathan say like, you're being aggressive or, you know, you're calling me racist now. Right. Like, obviously those like phrases which are almost like stock phrases in a way in in the moment they (laughs) might seem like original when you're saying them but it's like very common to hear people say things like that and we can recognize that and be like well maybe if like i'm in a situation like this like those aren't the words for me to say (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's like it kind of makes jonathan look bad but like i think we've gotten the opportunity to like see the kind of person Jonathan is in that he's not necessarily like a bad guy. Um, it's just, you know, people are like trying their best and especially like in a high stake situation where like there is still the pressure of the game. And there's also the pressure of like, you know, you're going to be on TV in front of millions of people and you don't want to be like a racist person. And don't forget the pressure of being on a desert Island for a week. Yeah. So it, I, like I just to really like understand empathize with kind of like yeah. everybody here, because because here's the thing, right? Jonathan's reaction while looking at it from an outside's perspective, and even like in the moment, is not a good reaction. It's a very natural one, because especially when Drea brings up the fact that like she was the target, then the implication there is very clear. Mm-hmm. And so Jonathan, you know, being the one kind of pushing that vote, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to sort of take that personally even if it wasn't even if that wasn't the intention and so that reaction being like okay well i wasn't voting for you or pushing for you to get voted out because of race him being like okay well now you're calling me racist it makes you know it's a very natural reaction and i can understand that but again the points that they were making weren't necessarily that direct yeah and that's kind of like what is also good to show is like you know jonathan is not out here saying oh like i wanted to vote out drea because she is black and i hate black people right that is not like jonathan's (laughs) perspective but kind of what they're offering is like you know in the same with roxroy right about like the reasons they voted roxroy like how much is that like because of other reasons and how much of that is like you know the subconscious bias where like you just can't even be aware like the influence that has like subtly on like your decisions that you're making 
uh it's all like super interesting and especially like since this is like kind of documented in a way we can like look back at the record but it's like there is obvious like <laughs> like racism is still an issue and it's not because like everybody is like super openly like racist all the time and i think it's just i think the way they showed it ultimately like maybe requires a little like a certain amount of nuance that (laughs) the people who it's trying to reach might not like be fully willing to embrace for sure uh you know i feel like they did a decent decent job here overall and like the episode overall like isn't a great episode and it's like kind of unfortunate like that it's real bad something had to happen here but if like it was going to happen i feel like the episode portrayed it in like not an awful way compared to like season 39 which like handled things very poorly yeah basically yeah and it's just it's it's in this weird spot for me because i also agree that like everything that dre and mary talk about is super important you know the decisions that they make to like play their idol and you know the reasons behind that is all like really really important and interesting i also there's also this like feeling in the back of my mind where it's like at what point are you like not allowed to vote out somebody like roxroy despite all of the reasons behind it being very directly involved with like his personality right because like the reason they vote him out has nothing to do with you know obviously not directly race or anything like that but like is like to to what extent do you have to consider this bias before making that kind of vote i guess is my question you know because like in terms of actual gameplay he's doing this guy alliance that they don't want to be a part of he's also just very uh rash is the wrong word what's the right word like stubborn and all that Mm -hmm. and so that's why they vote him out and then again without the context they're like oh it's this race thing because it's Chanel and then Roxroy and it's it feels a little unfair for watching it it feels unfair to make that kind of conclusion because we get to see the the context but yeah and I think that's kind I of also recognize it's that... like it is like unfair and like life in this way is just like unfair and you know how much of you know it's like you can expand out so much where it's like sure it's like you know they voted out Roxroy because like he you know if he's like stubborn, hard to work with, things like that, like how much of that is like based on, you know, Roxroy? Like how much does that like trace back to like, you know, Roxroy's like experience as a child and like what he learned from, you know, like role models growing up and like <laughs> how much of that is like a reflection of of culture. And then it kind of just like circles back to like the subtle racism thing. Yeah. So it's it's like you just have to like acknowledge it and like you have to just be like well-intentioned and like looking forward in a productive way yeah for sure because it also reminds me a bit of like the the past i i don't remember exactly how many but past group of seasons where there was wasn't a, a female winner right so then every season there's that kind of thought at the back of your head as a viewer and as a player where uh you know the women talk about it a lot where like the women want to work with the other women because 
they want to see a female winner, which is totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as viewers, we also were like, come on, <laughs> we, we should have one at some point, like, come on. Um, but that kind of like outside influence feels like it not not affects the game too much but it it feels like i don't know how to put it like it's too forced i guess at a certain extent yeah it's like an issue existing like outside of the game or like woven into the game that can't really be properly addressed on like an individual basis or like within a really small basis where it's like yeah we have six seasons in a row where like dudes are winning you know for example and it's like you know what is like the cause of that is that like you know the global like (laughs) like emphasis on like masculinity or is it like just an america thing is it like the you know (laughs) perceived like gender roles of like the expectations you know i there was a lot about like you know the guys like go out and get firewood so they can look for idols versus like the woman who needs to like stay at camp uh you know how much is a is like uh like an internal bias like when it comes to like who you're voting out like do you get rid of like a girl who is like making you upset versus like are you going to keep a guy around who makes you upset because they're useful and it's like so many like different things and like survivor exposes some of those but isn't necessarily like the best way to like fix yeah. them <laughs> yeah and so, it, it's also something they talked about last season a lot where like this uh moment you know brings up a very similar issue um, but, uh, you know, with race, with, um, I think less like direct, um, a less direct result where it's like, you know, women just don't win for six seasons. That's very clear set in stone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, what's the correct way to move forward? Because l- like last season, there's a lot of talk about like, can a, another black person vote out uh, a black person? Because, you know, they all want to see you know their black people do well like of course that makes total sense so when Deshaun um cares about and wants to uh also see um Shan do well but he knows that it's it's worse for his game you know there's a whole moment about that and so I just wonder if that if these two seasons are going to create that kind of dynamic where like with women um black people on survivor feel like they have to work with each other even if it's not necessarily the best for the game solely because of this like huge um social like weight that's being put on them honestly like unfairly of course but yeah and i think i'll at least an element of this like comes down to casting like uh the diversity of people you're casting or like along lines of gender like are you casting like people with more winning potential like for one gender versus other genders um 
I think one thing worth highlighting is, you know, you talked about gender roles and, you know, are they casting people who are going to defy those gender roles or people who are going to, you know, fall into them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I think like a lot of this kind of like comes down to casting and just make sure like making sure the casting team is like doing their best to like cast people who can like be, you know, be like fun and interesting characters, but also be like productive for like the show um to make sure that's like fair i guess because like survivor can't fix like racism but they can fix like issues related to race in survivor like mechanically i guess you like can't change the people and you can't change the culture and the society but like you can make little little movements to like do your best and be well intentioned right and you know i i probably wouldn't say that like survivor has been well intentioned with its casting like throughout its entire run as a season but i think it's clear they're trying to do better because it is it is a big and like a good platform to like have this message like show the like realities even at a small scale so it just gives people things to contemplate to think about uh in their own lives compared to the game you know even if Mm -hmm. it at the end of the day it doesn't fix anything if it can make somebody think about it that's a win yeah i think coming out of it yeah it's like you watch the show and, and you have someone who's like gonna think about it at least a little bit hopefully and like maybe next time they're having like an argument with somebody they won't like, you know, instantly like start calling a girl bossy or, you know, calling or just like falling into like stereotypes yeah. basically because that is like what ends up being the most harmful or at mm-hmm. least harmful to a point where we are now. Um, just like bringing awareness to those things is, yeah, is good. Yeah. And even for me who like, considers myself very like you know liberal very you know accepting of all people of race gender sexuality whatever um the the moment where it sort of Ordrea explains why that why the rockstar vote has had a such such a big impact was the moment that i realized that there were uh that it was chanel and rockstar voted back to back and why that mattered because Mm -hmm. in the moment i didn't think for a second about like oh it was two black people voted back to back i didn't even like recognize it never even crossed my mind and you know maybe that's like a good thing because i didn't consider like the race of these people at all but that also seeing how it impacts drea and marianne means that it's something that i should probably consider Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's, of it's how it affects them yeah it's definitely a privilege to be able to see it that way right and so like even that moment alone where like i wouldn't ever consider myself in the realm of like falling into like these stereotypes towards uh these people um whether women or uh race related um i still had something to gleam and and learn from this episode which is like the point. which was at first yeah which is the point which is like a little off-putting at first because it was just 
came out of nowhere for me, but is really important yeah. and had me think a lot about like my biases. Do I have biases? Is my, you know, what I thought was the best way to look at um, our society and, and people in general, actually the wrong way to uh, look at them and stuff like that. So even outside of like the most extreme viewers that are just kind of objectively sexist or racist, uh, there's still a lot to learn if you pay attention, which is like, again, like I said, the point it's <laughs> why it's important and why despite the episode as a whole being very bad, I think this section of it and the actual message is, is really cool and, yeah. and important. Okay, good. I'm glad we kind of got a chance to talk through that. So now let's talk about some of like the really weird mechanical things that happened in this right. Bible. So, <laughs> so we have Drea and Marianne like committing to playing their idols before voting. Yeah. We also have Jeff who is kind of reading the situation and like volunteering to kind of shift away from the official voting format because, you know, he's kind of seeking to make it more of like a comfortable space, which I I get. And, you know, part of it is like you're watching, you're like, hey, like this is a game and you should always follow the rules. And I understand that perspective, but also like, you know, if you were like, at home playing D and like something like really sensitive came up, like it would make sense that you would like step away from that for a moment and like still kind of, you know, maybe work through it with each other. It's just a very unique like situation to survivor. And I understand like why Jeff wanted to make it a little more comfortable, especially like we've done things like this before when it's like, okay, you know, like Marianne's going to be safe. Drea's going to be safe. Like we kind of see what's happening here. Let's like informally, uh, formally like just have Tori go, but then uh, it's like you can't really be like there's you can't be upset at like Tori for like still looking out for herself in the game, but it gets really messy then when like Tori knows all the votes are coming for her, and then she like asks to play the shot in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it just really messes up like everything that's supposed to happen here, and it's clear like Jeff was kind of like caught in like the situation he's kind of built together where like he can't tell her no but it's gonna be really like it's gonna be really awkward if like tori is safe here and like yeah. Lindsay goes home i guess it yeah so, it's, it's like, like a super it's messy so situation bad. it's so bad <laughs> so my weird thought i would it have made any difference if Lindsay had also played shot in the dark. Well, so that's I don't, the, I, I don't see like, why wouldn't you? Well, that's if... the other thing, right? It's like beyond just Tori knowing all the votes saying, I want to play the shot in the dark. What if Lindsay went, okay, well, I also want to, because Which if is... she gets to, then I should get to. Yeah. And that's what like she should have done. Yeah. And I kind of like respect yeah. her for like, kind of going with like the flow of what was happening and not like trying to do that. But uh yeah like Lindsay, real realistically like her vote no longer was relevant and sh if tori goes safe then like she was just automatically going home so she yeah she definitely should unless, have yeah, unless she wanted to save it for later yeah there was also we had like jeff telling us that we're doing two safes and 10 not safes you know is, yeah, is that yeah. 
like still happening here? Like, could they yeah, have both been safe? Because so now it's like other, Jeff other is thing. getting like caught up in his uh, like you know in the situation he's built, which like came from like a place of like compassion and you know whatnot. But like in terms of the rules of Survivor, it like kind of screws things up. And basically, like we just have to be very grateful that Tori got the not safe paper. Because it yeah. would have been like mm-hmm. super awkward if if she was safe there, it would have been disastrous, even more so than it already was. Because yeah, th- the problem with this episode is that all of the mechanics that happen are bad and lead <laughs> to a bad result, right? Because it starts with the split, which is terrible. It's not fun. The results of it are never good, and it just is upsetting and bad. And as we talked about, the only reason why this whole um, second tribal happened is because they got to know who the first vote is, which is also a bad mechanic. They should not get to know that. (laughs) And then on top of that, saying there's no vote while there is a vote related mechanic about being safe is also bad. And why the shot in the dark is also like not a very good mechanic. And then also presumably not letting Lindsay also play it because worst case uh tori's safe Lindsay doesn't play it and she goes home and that sucks and it's not fun uh weirdest case is they both get to play and then they're both safe and jeff has to improvise on the fly what happens when literally everyone on the tribe is safe and again the only reason why any of that could have happened is because of the combination of all the mechanics that are happening here that are all terrible yeah so well they couldn't have all been safe right no they They would have have literally all been safe if, if there were still two safe shot in the darks like jeff indicated previously because he didn't tell us that they were going back down to like one out of six we have to assume it was still two out of 12. So like, you know, mathematically like unlikely, but possible. Uh, yeah, it, it could have been really weird, a really weird situation. And I have a feeling if, I don't know, I, I think if we got to a point where everyone was safe, maybe they would be, you know, Jeff would be like, wow, this has never happened before on Survivor. This right? is the first time <laughs> in then, Survivor history. And it's like, shut I mean, up, Jeff. And maybe at that point, like, maybe everybody is, like, now not safe anymore. And, like, anybody is an option. But even then, like, it probably just goes to Tori. So it's, like, it's weird because Tori going home here, like, if we z- kind of, like, close our eyes and we're, like, blindly walking through this travel, it's, like, yeah, sure. Like, of course it makes sense Tori goes out here. Like, Tori hasn't yeah. been, like super well socially connected like she hasn't been playing that great of a game so like tori in like kind of the boot order like makes a lot of sense here but you do kind of have to like empathize i guess just like a little bit that like you know roxroy gets voted out and then it kind of just comes down to like tori being like default danced out of the game (laughs) right so it you know it's it's again like why the like the tribal split up thing like isn't great because it put it's like if if tori had better like social connections connections like she could have been in a better spot but it's like you have jonathan and Lindsay, who are like obviously pretty tight and then you have um you know marianne andrea who are now you know connected through race right like this is the conversation they're having so it like really just puts tori in like the bad spot and like maybe it would be different if 
instead of Tori with his group, like it was uh, Omer is there. Yeah. And now, like, we have to decide, are we getting rid of Omer or Lindsay? Or if Mike was there, and, it, you know, it becomes more of, like, an actual, de- like, decision versus, like, okay, well, like, Tori's kind of on the bottom, so we can get rid of Tori. So, like, yeah. in terms... Tori takes her torch up. You didn't... You, nobody saw in the background, but all four on the on the benches were doing take the l (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like it's like you you kind of have to like feel bad for like tori just being in the situation but like of all the people still in the season like she was kind of like not playing that great of a game so it's like if this was going to happen like it kind of did like the least amount of damage on the way out yeah and it's also Right. Uh, shout out to her, like, the most colossal eye roll I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I Tori's think what's, great. what's nice about this situation is, like, Tor- like, Tori is allowed to feel, like, a little slighted in a way, like, just by how this kind of went down. But, like, ultimately it is, like, on Tori for, like, you know, again, not having, like, the best game out there. And it's nice yeah. because basically what I'm trying to say is like Tori can be upset about what is happening to Tori and like she's not racist for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so I I think that is kind of good, I guess. Like we can feel bad for Tori and we can also like understand the weight of the tribal council. Yeah. We so, we can separate the two. Yeah, so I mean, what but we don't have to feel bad for her because she she earned it. <laughs> yeah, basically. She's been on the chopping block for weeks and the only thing that's been keeping her safe is a, like winning immunity. Yeah, so like so. definitely a really like it's a very odd, very like different episode. Obviously, we wouldn't want this to be like standard, but it does kind of like tell us that like the integrity of like the rules of the game are like very flexible based on what's happening and like we just and have to very, like, accept that, basically. Like, yeah, like... We I... have to accept that the show is wanting to be more of a story and less of, like, sticking to its rules. <laughs> okay, okay. But, but like, here, here's my my argument. Um, because thinking about it compared to, or in the same vein as the Money Hall problem with Deshaun last season, there's just so many mechanics that shouldn't be in the game. And even if the results of those mechanics in both Deshaun and in Tori's case with Deshaun in the Dark being the most minimal amount of uh, change to the season as it could have been, they shouldn't happen, period. They're mm-hmm. not good things. And if their goal is to tell a story. These kinds of things are exactly how that story gets deleted from the show, right? Imagine if Deshaun went home and Deshaun doesn't get third place or doesn't go further, doesn't have his moments, right? Imagine if Tori is safe and Lindsay doesn't go further and Lindsay has a whole arc in this later half. It's just like, if these things keep happening they are going to ruin somebody some story some character some person's great run and that should not be the case if their intention 
is either telling a good story or having a coherent game. In either case, these things should not be happening Mm -hmm. if their goal is to have a good TV show, which, you know, (laughs) debatable right now, but... Yeah, I mean, basically, I think survivor you know like for better or worse like survivor loves this episode because like they're able to like talk about like a social thing like this while also still having like interesting gameplay happen as a result of like the advantages and the twists because you know maybe this conversation like doesn't happen if like they don't do the split tribal twist so it's like it, it kind of the show is like in a way at odds with like what it's trying to be but you know i guess when you kind of dive into like the production of the show like you know you might have some people who are like interested in making you know a very like straight solid game some people who are interested in like putting in interesting twists to see how the gameplay evolve some people who are like the most interested in like telling uh you know these sorts of stories like maybe someone like a jeff probst who might have a lot of sway on the production of the show so we get like episodes like this and it's kind of like it works right and like everyone starts talking about survivor and everyone's on the twitter talking about survivor (laughs) sure Uh, so now it's like they want to they want to keep it happening and obviously they don't want to like make uh bad situations happen so they then they can talk about it but i think they're happy when they can like highlight these things because it makes them feel like socially responsible and relevant sure so it's like but it's still we have to accept uh... like this is what survivor <laughs> wants and like it's probably not great and like if it had more integrity that'd probably be good but i think survivor knows that in a way we are like flexible with their integrity because the people who like really care about survivor are like probably just going to keep watching it and the people that don't care like don't care and they're just going to keep watching it <laughs> yeah so it's like oh well <laughs> don't, don't, yeah it's like but it just like kind of is not great but here we are talking about it yeah no i get it but i'm still gonna put my you know tiny little uh speck of sand into you know the cosmic ocean that we live in and say <laughs> exert my small amount of influence and say it's bad stop doing it <laughs> yeah we, we like have yeah. we we are like valid and not appreciating survivor for doing this but like we're still gonna watch the show yeah for sure (laughs) yeah yeah so like here we are the fools (laughs) 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 all right cool uh shall we talk about points now yeah you want to okay so points uh follow along over at rngshow.com slash 42 for this episode there's like a combined immunity reward challenge. Uh, it's also like a split group. So it's kind of a lot of things to keep track of. But uh, Soaring wins big. <gasps> True. So Jonathan and Hi both uh, are winning here. And Soaring has both of them. If, if only I had more people on the, uh, on the reward. Yeah, yeah, don't get greedy. Uh, so of course we have Jonathan out here who we're talking about, well, you know, when it comes to the balancing challenges, he'll lose, but he won. (laughs) 
but you know maybe like uh, those core muscles the surfing beach experience probably helped him out here it was funny to like have the challenge start and like immediately people are like being flung off of their little pyramids <laughs> yeah instantly i don't know i i just kept picturing like jonathan as a uh, donkey kong like <laughs> rolling on a log or something <laughs> <laughs> So basically, Lindsay's yeah, the Diddy Kong. It comes down to like soaring, winning big with the winners, and then TB getting the reward wins, and then Fred and I get one point each for the reward. Oh, dude, group. I'm so sad. So Lindsay at this was point so in close time, too. At this point in time, our trade is still perfectly even. Yeah, it won't be that way for long now. So that's kind of it. What was the reward? They got kebabs. Yeah. Yeah, Looked pretty tasty. Should have been PBJ. <laughs> Just Should've again, PBJ for every challenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, like that's kind of in terms of points, like not a lot that happens. And then we get to the the second tribal council, and then we have. Oh yeah, here's the other thing with the way it worked out is that because they played their idols before any votes were cast, there was no like successful advantage points possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, the least important thing of yeah. the whole Come on, Survivor. Experience. You gotta, you gotta think about this. <laughs> yeah, right. But it is still a result of the the weird well, informal hey, hey, tribal hey. that occurred. Hey, if um, you know, a shot in the dark had gone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here here Do we count that as a successful advantage? Here, here's to racism ruining our our fantasy. <laughs> Uh, so Drea and Marianne both frame one, frame negative three, I guess, play their rivals. Uh, so they get advantage plays for that at the very least. Um, Tori also plays for Shot in the Dark. So, like, there's TB getting a bunch of advantage points. Uh, because Fred and I made that trade with Marianne's uh, advantage points for this idol, he gets those three points from me. But it's kind of funny that it worked out that way because now it's not like we're going to have to like remember it for like ever. <laughs> it's yeah. just like instantly cashed in. There's your points. Enjoy. Um, yeah. So interesting though, uh, Fred and I tie this episode with eight points and uh, TB, you get 11 points. Drea is slowly losing all of her advantages one at a time. And Soren gets 15. She still has three. She still has three. Like, oh, no, my one advantage. What am I ever going to do? Wipes tears with an amulet and an extra vote. And the the knowledge is power, power. played right, is a lot of points. Successful use to steal an idol. Mm -hmm. Use the idol. The idol it works that's like a ton of points yeah. now yeah. he knows mike is like the only one worth taking an idol from yeah yeah, yeah so so soaring gets and Dre can be like Dre can just be like well i lost my idol time to go get a new yeah. one yeah, <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> so soaring at 15 points for this episode but the real kind of like interesting thing here especially being a double boot episode is that soaring you know despite scoring well is now down to two people granted Jonathan and High are probably in pretty decent spots as far as point earners go. Um, and TB loses Tori, who was, you know, getting some immunity wins. And now TB's only down to just Drea, which is, like, super interesting because TB, you know, still is, like, at the top of the pack in terms of the fantasy score goes. 
but you know maybe you'll like start to slow down here and we'll like see who starts to catch up yeah, it it just all depends on how much of a cash cow really Drea yeah for be. like for sure <laughs> and like you know at this point like i still have three people and you know i feel like at this point like after this episode now that they've kept romeo like i feel like all three of like between mike romeo and marianne like they could be like sticking around for a while so like maybe i start to like make a comeback who knows fred and i like didn't make any progress towards each other i guess in that way this episode could be tied but uh i think it'll be really interesting to see like if soaring is like able to start to catch up to tb or like if fred and i are able to make any movements i, I think it'll just be it's still like very interesting basically our i our think scores. a lot of I, th- I think the entire remaining cast has like a certain degree of strength yeah which yeah. makes it hard to know how things are going to go from here on in mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's like i'm still excited about like the fantasy at this point in the game because like everything is just like up in the air kind of like we're in our kind of like even spacing in terms of points but like you know now tb has like the least amount of people but he's still on top and like how long will he be able to like kind of tread water to stay on top how much is he going to get like a big boost from drea doing like you know a big combo with the advantages she has and i also don't think that you're still too far away to catch up if i don't think so strikes I mean, right now I'm, I'm like 40 points below TB even. And like if, you know, just like a scenario, like if Mike, Romeo and Marianne like end up being the final three or something crazy like that, like, you know, that's more than enough to like push me over. So it all like just depends on like who gets voted out, who gets what place, who like starts going on a challenge run. It's like not to mention also chance die. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We do need to roll those this episode. <gasps> do we? Yeah. What? Because they turn into D tens. Oh, so soon. Okay, we'll read that in a second. Uh, additionally, I I didn't mention I did get a chance die because uh, Romeo was vote and safe last episode and this episode. So I'm back up to four after losing a child uh, previously. Yeah. So let's read this uh, episode nine. The tribe that gains the oh, least points on. in the nice episode. <laughs> In the ninth episode, earns one chance die. So I guess that's me and Fred. Yeah. Going into into episode 10, all hosts must roll their remaining chance die. If it's two or less, it's spent and the host loses the die. Then they all become D10s. Should we... So going into 10, does that mean at the end of nine or on episode So we're all going to roll them. And once we've rolled, all the ones that rolled higher than a two become D10s. Or you could roll them for points now as D8s, yeah. Or you could roll them for points now as a D8, yeah. When do we have to oh, use dice in as the pen the final ultimate episode. episode? So the episode oh before the finale. Got it. So episode 12 is when we will do like our, our roll for having people. Yay. Okay, oh, so this is kind of complicated. So let's roll now then. So Fred and I each get one more because... Uh, we are like failures right and then we roll a bunch of d8s so soaring you still have one <laughs> would you like to get us started here we go eight. Oh, sweet alright TV uh, you're up you got two. Oh, that's a one oh so TV loses oh. one of them and 
Oh no! Oh god! Oh, that sucks. I rolled two ones. So TV rolls two oh. ones in oh, a no. row. That's tragic. <laughs> Ouch. Dang. So, yeah, Sorian gets an eight, and TV gets two ones. All right. Uh, Fred, you're four. You want to go ahead? I'm trying to figure out what the strat is, because, like, basically what I'm thinking through right now is that rolling... I could roll them all for points, yeah. right? But then that leaves me in a situation where I need to get two at least one, the and then hopefully two dice before, yeah, before the finale, which doesn't seem that likely. Mm-hmm. But... If I roll them and I lose, like, two, then it would have just probably been better to roll them as points and then hope for two later. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's this one, and then we also have, like, episode 11, where it's kind of, like, a short or, like, a very rapid chance die, uh, like, things are happening. It's very awkwardly worded, but basically, like, episode 11... When we do the podcast for that episode, we're going to do this again, but we need to roll higher than a three. And then afterwards, they become D12s. And then in episode 12, so the next episode after, um, we're going to need to like spend the chance die. And if we don't, they'll become a, a D4. Or they become a D4 like on the recording. So basically, like episode 11, when we do that podcast, we will... You'll have D10s, and then you can either roll them for points or roll them to get higher than three. And then there'll be, like, D12s if you want to roll them right then and there. But you need to have more chance die than people if you don't want to lose points. You have to have equal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I feel like where you are now, I feel like the best thing is to just keep... You don't have to have equal, but, like, the amount of points you lose is reduced by your coverage. So... If you have one non-covered player, then you lose, uh, like, I don't know. I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head. It's, it's one, even said one D, whatever. You lose three points. You, you lose three points or whatever because you couldn't cover that one person. Yeah. yeah. But if you have two people uncovered, then you lose six points. So, yeah, yeah. if you roll well so, here, then you're set. I Personally, I think if, if you were going to, like, do that, just wait until episode 11 when, when it's a little shorter term. And then, like, there'll be D12s. <laughs> But you could lose yeah, all of them right now. Not D8s. Yeah, I could also do that. True. You know what? Whatever. We roll, uh, roll one of them. We ball. Okay. I can't. I can't afford not to save my die because I haven't been earning any. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have D8s. four, right? Yeah, four D8s. Or, yeah. Are you rolling now. for points right. or rolling for upgrades? <laughs> Ooh. So a two, Ooh. a three. Okay. A five okay. and a two. <laughs> so Fred loses <laughs> two of his chance die. Welcome to God the club, it, dude. Buddy. Oh, I hate this. All right. Now I have five. Okay. That was like eight points right there. Could have been. On average. Yeah. All right. Okay. So my first roll of five is a six. Another six. Rigged. Rigged. An eight. Rigged. Oh, uh, there we go. A two. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. And a six. That's rigged. Six Actually rigged. rigged. Eight oh minus my God, two it's is rigged. six. All right. So I lose one again. 
That was my second favorite child. Uh, the one you got today. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, there's the chance die. Uh, so exciting. So I don't have I don't I don't wonderful. have one to cover my my last player now. Uh, you'll probably find one somewhere. Scrounge one up, you know. All right. Well, uh, I got totals real quick. Uh, Tune, that's me. I'm at 91 points. Fred is at 103. Soaring's at 123. TB was there like last week, and TB is at 134. So everyone's like pretty close. There's like a little bit of a gap, kind of, but we're all pretty close. It's interesting. I'm I'm like really excited to see like where this goes because I really believe that like at this point anybody could still win the fantasy. Yeah. It's anyone's game. It's really exciting. Okay. Uh trades. This is why you do not give up in this yeah. game. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait trades, wait. it's oh, oh, what? Ooh, ooh, <gasps> ooh. Should have got two chance die for two individual immunity wins. No, they have to be consecutive. Winning addition. Oh, winning additional yeah, individual immunity. They were consecutive. Immunity. Okay, I read that wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it was the first time that Hi and Jonathan okay. got an immunity win, okay. individual immunity win. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So trades uh since i'm still at the bottom for now uh i get the first offer uh when it comes to trades however uh i think realistically i think we're all kind of like locked in where we are at this point uh um i'm really happy with the the marianne trade i got i'm pretty sure marianne is like going to be in the final tribal council at the very least um mike i still I'm not sure if it like if it's gonna be a Mike or an Omer win, but I feel like it's gonna be one of the two. And Romeo, I feel like I just don't. I realistically like have no pl- no move trading away, and I don't have like the points to spare to make the trade. So that's kind of where I am. Uh, you guys can still offer me things, but that's just my like my perspective. Fred, you're next. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty set. I could see Marianne going far, but I feel like her position is just too volatile, which is why I was fine making the trade. Exactly. Lindsay could just kind of, like, disappear, but... Lindsay's the goat. She's the I I mean, (laughs) I feel like she's gonna go pretty far. I feel like she's, you know, safe. Like, this this episode was the closest she was to getting voted out, and it was of no fault of her own. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I have a hard time seeing people like target her for any reason. I feel like she has just enough connections to be pretty solid. Marianne also is like in a pretty good position, but I think she just has slightly more uh what's the word? Like adversity from other Yeah. It's like a harder people. road. Yeah, cuz like Jonathan, she, you know, kind of reciprocating Jonathan's problems with her. Marion also now has a problem with Jonathan this episode, so that's something that could cause a rift. And so, yeah, and I, I mean, I could also see Lindsay being just like a quiet, uh, final tribal person. So I'm, I'm chilling. I'm gonna say this, sorry, real quick. 
Oh. Toon has more okay. chance dice than all three of us combined. Well, <laughs> that is I, true. I guess that is an indicator yeah. that our pity mechanic is working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice to play from the bottom. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's nice to play from the bottom in a season where our pity mechanic right. is yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of the season, I yeah. did predict that Toon would win. Yeah, that's we'll true. See. Alright, And I'm also fine with my team because Omer just wins, so mm-hmm, juicy mm-hmm. points. Soaring any trades? Alright. Uh Soaring. See, I, I feel like this is the point in the season where I felt the most tempted to trade because everything feels uncertain. Yeah. But at the same time, like I feel like I would kick myself if like I, I traded uh highway and then you know, he wins or Jonathan goes on a massive winning streak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very volatile. Your people, you have like yeah. no security there with either of them really. Yeah. Especially after this episode makes Jonathan like look really bad. Yep. But he's also, he, he, he has the potential to be such a point cash cow, especially if he can get me consecutive uh, immunity wins, potentially. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. Both your people are on the table now if, if they win the immunity challenge next episode. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to stick it out one more episode, at least for now, with these guys, yeah. uh, just to see, you know, how the fallout is after the split tribes. Yeah. And TB, you got Drea. S- soaring. I will trade you. Tory for Rocks Roy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're no. going to have to sweeten that deal a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think can I can you got to give me all of your, okay, all of your deal. chance die. <laughs> okay, you know what? Sure. <laughs> that that does make sense. Deal. Congrats. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I, I feel like going forward, like, I feel okay about, like, the season. I think it's going to be, like, interesting no matter what happens. I feel really good about the Fantasy League. I have a feeling we're still going to bring the the Monty Hall problem back, and Ugh. it'll probably be really, like, annoying, but I foresee it will also, like, not really be a huge upset, and, like, someone like Romeo is just, like, going to go home. And everyone will be like, ah, okay. He's probably going home. No, anyways. no, not Romeo. Oh, I'm so sad. Like well, maybe maybe he's gone. Romeo. He's, gone. He's, he's walked. Maybe Romeo's not on the bottom right now, though. Just because Omer and High, or not, not necessarily High, sorry. But Omer wants to keep him around because yeah. Romeo has nowhere else to go. So Omer just has a free number there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Omer is a really interesting element in the game right now and is, like, pretty well-connected to, like, everyone. Especially, like, after Ika lost two people today. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, Soaring. The Roxroy Tory trade might make a difference when they bring in the secret Edge of Extinction <laughs> twist. <laughs> secret Edge of Extinction. <laughs> they get an advantage to bring somebody back yeah. from the jury. But they Andrea like Andrea gets it. Are a ghost <laughs> or something? Ha! Huh, you guys thought these were your eliminated ca- former castmates, but actually, these are the stand-ins we have to film distance shots. <laughs> you didn't realize. 
wild. Okay. Okay. Interesting episode. Certainly a good conversation to have. Ready to move on out for now? All right. I guess so. Well, this has been Sherry Jam, and thank you, you for watching to. RNG Show. <laughs> in that case, it uh, wraps it up for us here this week. If you want to go check out our other episodes, uh, those are over at rngshow.com. Thanks to Zoe for editing this episode as always. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. If you want to check out the spreadsheet, uh, again, that's over at rngshow.com slash 42. You can see where all of our chance die totals are. Uh, you can find that on the results tab. And we'll be back here next week, well-fed and ready to talk about Survivor. See you then. Peace. Goodbye. Bye. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Welcome back to PB&J Show. Today, this time, I had a PB&J on a bagel, and it changed Yo. my life. Oh, but bagel PB&J sucks! All the jelly comes out the hole! <laughs> it's me, ya boy, young grape jelly. You ever, uh, take those weird Facebook quizzes that are like, what's your rapper name? <laughs> Uh huh. I thought you were going to say what what type of jam are you? What jam are you? What jam is your soul? What is your jam? I I, I bet that quiz exists. <laughs> Let's gotta... find it. Uh, what you know where they don't have PB and J's is on Survivor, quiz. a show that we quiz. watch. If you were a flavor, and what a show would that know? we also talk about. Hey, oh, okay. there's I found, an I found it. I found it. I found it. It's I found it. What jam are you? <laughs> Back on topic. Survivor. Hold on, I'm We had an quiz. episode. Oh my oh, god! We have to take the quiz. All right. <laughs> all right. I gotta pick sweaters. Yeah, These I picked. Are... I picked the one that has like all the bears on it, but like the cloud one was all right too. Yeah, oh. I went for the cloud one. How many friends do you have? <laughs> This is an interesting quiz. Yeah, I'm doing song lyrics. Wasn't it to do song lyrics? But animals, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a solid choice. How how many friends do I have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are options one and five the same? Pick a pretty dagger. <laughs> Pick a pretty what? dagger. This oh, I got a very what? interesting option. Okay. This is a weird I'll wait to quiz. see what you guys all got. Also, a lot of these daggers look kind of similar. Just saying. I'm going to go... Which one's pretty? I, I, I think this one's the prettiest. Oh, Beanie Babies! Heck yeah! I bet Zoe's looking up the Discord right now. He's pretty <laughs> upset. Oh, uh, we're not in the showroom yet. We should move to the uh, showroom. Oops, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember hey, when we said this would be good to edit? We're recording after intro. All right, food. Well, I don't even know what these foods are meant to be. <laughs> One of them's ice cream. I think some, multiple of them may be ice cream. Oh. Let's see, I see macaroni. Okay, I got, I got my answer. All right. I got, I'm going to go for the, the puddings, question mark? Oh, a Sanrio character? Whoa, no, Noah Gretzko? Come on. Come on. 
Gude Tom all yeah, the way. That's what we gotta do. Okay, we gotta pick a Studio Ghibli movie. Uh, Mononoke Hime, easy. I, I, I'm, I'm a fake fan. I've only seen one Ghibli movie. Oh, so we've already picked animals, and now we gotta pick animal pictures. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I've, I've got my jam. Okay, are we all jammed up? Yeah. All right. Uh, I got plum. <laughs> it says, a party Ooh. favorite, snarky, sour, but with an unrivaled personality. Your friends really love you, and you are glad to have them. You don't fit well with most people in most situations, but you really shine once you're put in the right situation. Wow. How insightful. <laughs> Wait, I just read mine. Cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I got Raspberry Jam. I also uh-huh. got Raspberry Jam. Oh. Call is what cool. I said my favorite jam was last week on the cool. PB&J show. Nice. Uh, so the description is, you used to have a personality, but you changed it so much that you barely know yourself anymore. You spend too much time <laughs> trying to be nice to other people that you forget what you're actually like. You have many friends, but most of them are only hanging out with you to get to other people. This is a sad result, but keep trying. Maybe someday you will... Someday people will know who you actually are. You're probably really sad, colon slash. Wow. It's true. That's it's pretty true. intense <laughs> compared to mine. Mine was very positive. That's horrible. <laughs> what the All fuck? Right. Mine, mine is cherry. Okay. And I think it's even more positive than okay. yours. You are a godsend. <laughs> an angel. Sweet and sour and perfect with anything. Holy shit. You're more shit. of an acquired taste, but people really love you once they g- start getting to know you. You have a few parts that other people might consider <laughs> annoying, but your friends love them about you. If you got this result, pat yourself on the back. Wow. What the f- see? Zine, why is there like... Why, I want to know. Why is this what a the... graded? Why is this a graded <laughs> thing and not like a personality thing? It's like if you got... And raspberry jam or below you failed you are a yeah. loser what's piece carrot of jam i, I have to wonder yeah i want to know what marmalade and carrot jams descriptions are <laughs> what the fuck man this is a my, my second closest was plum jam yeah interesting well uh no no, no, sure no, no. To, that's, you know, that's not yours tw- that's like everybody's because it puts... be sure to tweet at us uh, uh or leave a voicemail telling us what uh flavor jam you are yeah. Uh, yeah, you can you know leave those voicemails at rngshow.com or uh, yeah, I know we haven't updated the URL, okay? And the, the Twitter is at rng uh, show. Is there an underscore? I don't remember if there's an underscore. <laughs> are Are we leaving this in? That's no, up to a higher power. <laughs> <laughs>